Hello, uh, I'm Sean Bush. Welcome to the Bush League Podcast. I'm with my buddy here, Michael Costello. What's going on, Sean? Uh, nothing much. I'm very excited. We're going to run through um, kind of our own little MVP ladder and, and do our own little rankings and, and see where we, where we line up and differ. Um, we wanted to do this now because uh, I think we're starting to get a little bit of clarity on where the season's going and, uh, you know, it's a little bit easier to make these calls than it was early on. But also because I think we both think this is kind of a particularly interesting MVP race. Uh, I, I'm assuming we probably both agree on who the um, kind of clear front runner is that, you know, but we'll get to that in a second. But um, even with, you know, someone kind of in the lead right now, I think it's, it's pretty wide open compared to past seasons, at least in terms of how many people are yeah. still in play. Like, at this time last year, there's 38 days until the play-in. It was Giannis's to lose, and the only other name was LeBron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, the years before that, it was Giannis or Harden or Russ or Harden, Steph versus the field. But Steph was, like, so further ahead than the field this year. Yeah. So. Yeah, like you said, I mean, we've we've had some, some good ones that have kind of come down to the wire, but that's been more of a one or two, or, yeah. you know, at the most three uh, kind of person race at this point. And I feel like, well, you know, I still expect the guys I have, you know, like one and two to kind of finish at the top. Um, I do legitimately think, you know, depending on how this season plays out and who gets injured and, and what teams get hot, uh, there, you know, could be five or six names yeah. that are, you know, still kind of vying for it. Yeah, I've got five that I wouldn't be surprised at all. And like we both made a list of 10 mm-hmm. that are all within some sort of reason. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I think before we start, we're going to have uh, Michael's pulling up the, the Vegas odds, and I think he's just going to kind of give us a rundown of what the, uh, what the professionals think, you know, Vegas. So I'm using VegasInsider.com, whose odds are provided by DraftKings. Uh, at this moment, the favorite is Nikola Jokic. He's minus 160, fractionally 5 to 8. And then Joel Embiid, plus 550, that's 11 to 2. Giannis Antetokounmpo plus a thousand, LeBron plus a thousand, James Harden plus a thousand, Damian Lillard plus fourteen hundred, Luca plus sixteen hundred, and then it's a precipitous drop. Kawhi is plus eight thousand, and then everybody else is plus ten thousand or more. Steph, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, Booker, Jimmy Butler. We'll we'll get there. Uh, yeah, that's that's very interesting to me because I, like I'll just tell you right now, um, a lot of you know. The way that played out, I, I did not look at any odds. I did not look at. I didn't want to look at other people's yeah. MVP ladders because I thought it might sway me to make my decision. But my rankings do not line up the way theirs do. So um, yeah, my list is way different than that. Yes, uh, my, mine's pretty significantly different too. So um, I guess we might as well jump into it. Uh, I think we're going to start uh, each with. We're just going to start at ten and kind of each work up one name at a time. Uh, and kind of spend more time on the, on the guys at the end because they have a, a bigger chance of winning. Um, but I'll start with my 10. And I'll, first, I'll, I'll list off a couple guys that did not make my list um, that were in consideration. Um, so these are kind of the best of the rest, and these are not in order. I do not have Chris Paul on my list. Uh, I do not have Rudy Gobert on my list. I do not have Donovan Mitchell on my list. Uh, those were kind of my first big three that just missed the cut. Um, obviously, you can make a big argument for Gobert or Mitchell. He might have made Michael's less uh, just because they're the best player on the best team. It's kind of weird leaving the uh, arguably, you know, whoever it is, the best player on the best team. But um, that's just how my list played out. Yeah, and I think part of it is nobody knows who their best player is. Yeah. Like I was talking before we started recording – I change a couple times a week whether I think it's Mitchell or Gobert. Well, and even Jazz fans, usually in these kind of situations, I feel like you'll get sort of a consensus from the yeah. fan base. Um, and I can sense that a lot of Jazz fans are still pretty I, split. I think it's philosophical. Yeah. Like, Donovan Mitchell is conventional because offense matters more than defense. But Rudy Gobert might take more wins out the door with him if he left. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's a way better regular season player. Because it's different playing one in a row versus four to seven. So when that's not clear, like you said, I think it's harder to find them. Uh, Did you leave anybody else off? Yeah, the other guys I wanted to shout out real quick. Uh, Steph is not making my list. Uh, definitely having an MVP level season, but yeah. 
the team is just a little too bad for me to. They're twenty four and twenty eight right now. Yeah, with the loss to the Wizards, and obviously it has nothing to do with him. Yeah. Um, and you know, I could easily see an argument for him making you know kind of the bottom of this list, but um, I kind of I kind of dinged him for that. Beal, similar thing. I think Curry's having a better season than Beal, but mm-hmm. leading the league in scoring. I think people are already kind of forgetting that. You know, like I think we've known that Beal is so good on a, in a bad situation for you know a few years now that people are kind of. Um, forgetting what he's doing in a weird way. Um, and then uh, one guy who like really doesn't belong with the rest, I just want to shout out real quick, is I think Zion's having a very good year. Um, and, and like as of recently, he's like really starting to figure it out a little bit. Um, so uh, I just think that's something kind of to watch. And it's, it's funny how um, it felt like all we saw was Zion stuff last year. But then like the second someone's not a rookie anymore, um, we kind of move on yeah. to the next guy. Um, and it, it seems like he's had a much more exciting and good season this year, but, you know, with a lot less of the coverage. So your honorable mentions are surprisingly similar to mine. I didn't have Chris Paul even on my left-off list. Okay. But he's obviously really important. So I had Beal and Steph also. I had Zion also for my three of five. Then my other two were Julius Randle. Okay. Who... He deserves the all-star. He's been stat-stuffing in, like, the best way possible. Yeah. Like, stat-stuffing is an insult to him because he's turned a corner. Well, and a, a point to that with, like, Randall is, like, there's been other guys, and we see this with a lot of guys every year, like a Jeremy Grant really started out strong, and um, he's still playing pretty well, but has, you know, kind of regressed the mean yeah. a little bit. It has not happened at all with Randall. It's- yeah, he's still averaging 6.1 assists, which... Like, that certainly seemed like small sample size early on. Mm-hmm. Like he's putting up triple-doubles to start the season. Yeah. And his previous career high in assists was 3.6, and mm-hmm. that was five years ago. Yeah. So, like, it came out of nowhere, and it stuck. And the defense so, has been much improved, too. Yeah, and um, his usage is the same, and his minutes have only gone up four and a half. So, like, he's, to me, a most improved player candidate. Yeah. In the sense that he didn't get more Definitely. minutes. He just got so much better. Yeah, a lot better. Shout out to Tibbs, too. And then my last one was Zach Levine. Okay. Because, I mean, I see the Bulls trending upward slowly. It was tough to start with Vucevic. And they're still only 22 and 29, but I think they're a lock for the play-in, and they'd be scary to play. And Levine is putting up 27.5, on 51-42-85. Okay. Which is just scorching. He's a a super high-volume shooting guard. Jump shooting, shooting guard, shooting 51 from the floor. And on over eight threes a game, he's shooting 42. So, I mean, yeah. Like, he's the clear best player on the Bulls. And I'm, I'm glad you... Sh- like, I'm glad you... The Bulls sh- are bad, though. Like, sh- the same Steph yeah. treatment. Like, he's not going to make the top 10. Yeah, it comes back to the same thing where it's like, you know, at the end of the day, like, some of these guys could, if they went on a, you know, crazy run, maybe get in the MVP like, conversation. they'd have to win, but... like, 20 of their last, like, 22 games. Exactly. Like, they'd have to be... From play into like top four or five seed territory, but it, it's cool to me that you know, like I'm glad he shouted out Randall and Levine because like those are two players I think that are perfect examples of um, you know just kind of the value of patience in the NBA. Yeah. Like two kind of, they were both kind of young borderline stars, probably Levine more than Randall, but um, had gotten you know neither are old, but had gotten yeah they're 25 and 26. Yeah, like played in the league long enough and gotten to the point where people. I think kind of, and I was guilty of this too, like settled on where they were at. Same with Aaron Gordon. Not that he's as good as these players, but that's the exact sensation that we're seeing. Um, And I think we forget that everyone's, you know, development is on a different different curve and that people hit their ceilings and take their next steps at at, at different times. So it's it's really cool to see Randall and Levine do that and even be brought up in MVP conversations would have seemed impossible before the season started and neither of those guys changed teams which like to your point is just development happens when it happens and 25 and 26 isn't old but all right let's start with your number 10 uh with my number 10 um i did devin booker um same as mine so okay perfect i was gonna draw it out but yeah so that's my 10 that's a good start uh i so reasoning to me, like ten was very close to my honorable mentions. Like the difference between Booker and the reason I put Chris Paul was because I think you could make an argument Chris Paul is your best player. Um, but I would go Booker. 
Um, and the difference between him and Gobert and Mitchell is, is very, very slim, I think. But I felt the best about him. I think he's been terrific this year. He keeps getting better. Um, he's putting up, you know, I think it's like 20, let's see, I have it here, 26, um, four and a half assists, four rebounds on some great shooting efficiency, really some excellent shooting efficiency, like 50% from the field, 36% from three, um, and 86% from the line. Um, the Suns are just crushing it. And I mean, that was a big, a big reason for me putting him there. And I just think he deserve some recognition for that i won't stick on booker too long just so we can move on to the other guys but um yeah i think he's kind of earned this and i think he's taking that next step into that more established um star tier and kind of separating himself from the mitchells yeah. and the murrays and those guys yeah he had a coming out party in the bubble which was an eight game sample size yeah even though they went eight no like that's tiny but it stuck and he is that guy and I agree. I think he's better than both Gobert and Mitchell. And I think he's clearly better than Chris Paul, but we don't need to fight at yeah. all about that. <laughs> Our number 10. So I'll go to my number nine, unless you have anything less. Uh, no. Say. Okay. Yeah. My number nine is Jimmy Butler. Okay. Interesting. Some, somebody that I don't really see on ladders. Like, I don't know if he's on yours, but I would not be surprised if most people don't have him in the top 15. Yeah, he's not, and I didn't even mention him as an honorable mention, yeah. so that, this is interesting. Okay. So Jimmy's putting up career highs in rebounds, assists, field goal percentages, and steals. He obviously is a top-tier defender, and the Heat were terrible this season. Like, they were 6-12, and 12, people were calling them flukes. Yeah. Like, products of the bubble. The only reason they made the playoffs was because of the fact that it was in the bubble and matchups. And since coming back from COVID... They've gone from six and twelve to twenty-seven and twenty-five, so that's like a twenty-one yeah. and thirteen stretch, which isn't fantastic. But if you stretch twenty-one and thirteen over a full season, that puts them in between second and third in the East. Yeah. So for the sample size that we have is decent, and it's clear that he's been a different player since coming back from COVID, and he's the leader of that team, the lifeblood. Um, he has probably zero chance of winning unless he averages 30 for the rest of the season and the Heat. Yeah. yeah. Like, but that's the case for basically everybody outside of the top five. Yeah. Uh, I have no issues with that. I didn't even think of Jimmy Butler uh, when I was doing this. And um, I think it does kind of go to what you're saying about, um, you, you know, teams have a rough start like that. And I think players just get less coverage and you don't – I. He just didn't even come to mind for me. Yeah. Um, he has had a terrific season. Um, like you said, I mean, that team it that team is not untalented, obviously. You know, um, he, he's surrounded by a lot of players. But when he's out, they really just don't look right at all. Yeah. I mean, he he's this, the straw that stirs the drink. Um, so uh, I have no issues with that. Um, with my number nine, I had Kyrie Irving, mm-hmm. who I actually think, in my opinion, has – like weirdly become like a little underrated definitely agree. um it i think because he generates so much press like off the court um that we've almost thrown yeah, people, like people bored. do not know how good he is yeah we've like think he's a star player yeah and that's just the end of it i mean he's shooting 50 40 90 right now or just technically short because his three-point percentage is like 39.8 he's putting up 28 a game six assists five rebounds um the, the Nets are actually absolutely crushing it with KD missing a ton of games. Obviously, he's missed a lot of games, which um, even if he – this is a great season, um, and even if he played the rest of the season and continued to be great and somehow jumped Harden, which I don't see happening, um, I do think he's probably played too few games just to win an MVP in general. But I wanted to kind of show him some recognition um, because I think he's been fantastic and – has been a huge reason um, for why the Nets are so high up in the East right now and just in the NBA standings in general. Yeah, I didn't have Kyrie on at all mm-hmm. for the fact that he's not the best player on his team and for the games played thing. Yeah. But I have no issues with that. I think he's tremendous, and he really, really is underrated. And he's played a lot lately. He's played 30 of the Nets' past 37 games and he's averaging a ton of minutes, and like you said, he's ridiculously efficient. Yeah. And 6.2 assists to 2.3 turnovers. His turnovers would be 
the second least, third least of any player on my top 15. Only behind Jimmy, who is a forward, and Kawhi, who is a unicorn. Which, you know... And it's a, Kyrie's point guard. Yeah, it's very... Like Kyrie's averaging... For, for a yeah. guy who has the ball in his hands all the time, and obviously he gets to share those lo- yeah. that load with Harden, that, you know, is probably part of the reason it's been keeping it low. But that, like you said, for a point guard, that's just extremely impressive. Okay, so I'll keep it going. My nine was cheating. I put Rudy Gobert slash Donovan Mitchell. Okay. And we've touched on them. Like, yeah. whoever you think the best is, you think it is. I think probably... Donovan Mitchell fits more conventional mold, so I think he'd be more likely to win it. Yeah. But I still wouldn't say that he's better because it depends on the day, and nobody knows, and I don't watch every single Jazz game for 48 minutes straight. Mm-hmm. And like you said, even Jazz fans don't know. Yeah. So we won't harp on them too long, but best player, like clear best record, like clear best most dominant regular season team, deserves some love. Yeah, definitely. So I'll skip to my eight which is LeBron James. Okay. And he'd be higher if he played more games. Yeah. And he'd be higher if the Lakers had a better record. And they'd have a better record if he played more games. He's putting up 25.4 points, 7.9 rebounds, 7.9 assists. Like, pretty LeBron numbers. 51, 37, 70. And the Lakers are 32 and 20, which is fifth in the West. He's played 41 of... 52 games and is going to continue to miss so yeah i yeah, actually, yeah. year 18 though that's ridiculous i had i had lebron seventh on my list and i actually um bumped him for like i bumped i bumped him up or down bumped him down i felt like almost unfairly just because i know that he's going to like he has missed a decent amount of games but not too many but like yeah. he's going to continue to miss games so i kind of preemptively bumped him below uh, one or two other names that yeah. I put ahead of him. Um, but yeah, everything you said about LeBron, I mean, uh, everything we said about Jimmy Butler obviously applies to LeBron even more. Um, he's got some decent talent around him, but when he's out of the lineup, that team just looks kind of lost. Even, I think, um, not that we've seen it a lot this year because Davis has been out for a lot, but even when Anthony Davis is playing, LeBron's not playing, they just don't seem to to click, you know, right? And gel right. Mm-hmm. Um I think he's been excellent. Um, I obviously his numbers are great. I think he's for the past few years has always kind of been the stage where he could put up even better numbers if he'd like to. But he's kind yeah. Of, I would love him to get one more MVP yeah. award. Um, but he's but I can't. I think it's important to him yeah. to like set up other players and to get other people comfortable and to kind of takes a semi backseat. Yeah, they've had season. roster turnover and they were, they're clearly in sixteen game season mode. Yeah. Um, so so who's your eight? My eight. I had is another guy with injury issues who um, I bumped a lot for missed games, and that's Joel Embiid. He was my seven, um, so which not bad. That's a obviously a big. Uh, we're going away from the Vegas odds a lot. I mean, I think they yeah, had Embiid, Embiid is second in Vegas, second odds. in the Vegas odds, and to me, what he's the only other player besides Jokic who's better than plus a thousand. Embiid has been. Excellent. I could see people getting upset with his ranking. Um, yeah. He's been amazing. Uh, the Sixers' record has been really good in large part to him. Um, but the injury thing, um, I mean, if you're just looking historically, in an 82-game season, there was there was one year where Bill Walton won it um, in 78, the MVP, where he only played 58 games. But if you're if you're throwing out that one, in an 82-game season, the most games that players ever miss – was Allen Iverson in 2000-2001, and he only missed 11 games. And Embiid's already Embiid missed, has missed 19 already. Yeah, I was like... I, 33 I, out of 52 so far. Um, And he's going... I mean, I know he's about to come back, but I can also guarantee you he will be missing more games. Yeah, he'll load manage. He'll load manage, he's and I can play back to back. 20 for 20 then the season. And if you're missing 25, 26 games in a 72-game season, I just think... Yeah, it's just too much, and I just can't. No matter what he does, yeah, I can't get around that. Aren't wilt like, um, but I do want to recognize. You know, I want to recognize Embiid. His obviously his defense has been incredible for for forever, but it still is. He seems to be more dominant, more comfortable. Um, I think adding Danny Green and Seth Curry have yeah. helped him a lot. Even though you know, like, I think Seth Curry has kind of regressed a little bit back to the mean, and um, but just having that space with those guys. Um, 
and just a more cohesive roster has allowed him to just kind of be himself and, and dominate. Plus Doc Rivers. Yeah, plus Doc Rivers. Losing Brett Brown is addition by subtraction. Doc Rivers is awesome. Yeah. But yeah, 30-11-3 with 2.5 stocks and 50-40-85 shooting. And he's only putting up 2.5 fouls. Like, for a top, I don't know, three defender, because big man defense matters most, like, he's doing insane stuff. Yeah. So, I would get plus 550 if he was playing every single night. Um, all right, your number six? My number six um, is Kawhi Leonard. Um, Mine too. Okay, conveniently. Awesome. Uh, why don't you <laughs> we, start with this one, actually? Okay, so we did not compare lists at all. We wanted to be like yeah. surprised as Our, it happened. Ours are, ours are much closer than I expected. we composed these lists totally separate, so this is kind of crazy to me. Uh, Kawhi's putting up 26, 6.7, and 5 assists with 1.7 steals, which is tied for third in the league. Uh, he's shooting 52, 39, 88. And like I said about turnovers with Kyrie, he's pulling, putting up only 1.9, which is absolutely minuscule. Yeah. Playing 35 minutes. The Clippers are third in the West at 36 and 18. And Kawhi's played a fair amount of games. 43 out of, I believe, 54, I just said. Yep. So that's like a lot for him. Yeah. And there's no sign that he's going to miss more. Like, He's playing back-to-backs and everything now. So there was a spot like 20 games in where Kawhi was my MVP favorite. Mm -hmm. The Clippers were going back and forth for first and second in the West and in the whole NBA. And the numbers were pretty similar to this. Like him and LeBron were the two front runners, and he had LeBron beating everything and like half the turnovers. But he's too far away, I think, from the top five that we're about to say. Okay. So see, that's like those are great numbers, but they're not the best numbers there are. For me, I would include him in this tier, but have him clearly the last, last one. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, he can still win it. Whereas so, I had more issue with like parsing through two through four on my or two yeah. through five on my list, which we're about to get through. But I don't think any other name that we've said has a realistic chance. Mm-hmm. But like Kawhi could. Um, like the Clippers have 18 games left. If they win 12 to 14 of them and get the one or two seed, like yeah. it's going to be because he's, Kawhi is he's, playing amazing. And he's definitely... And people are going to recognize play. that he's also a defensive player of the year. Yeah. Like, in addition to the other things that he does. Not that the guys above him all suck on defense, but that can be a tiebreaker in a lot of cases. Um, all right, let's talk about Kawhi for a second. Uh, what His odds are plus 8,000, by the way. Man, which is I'd almost throw just like ten bucks. Just yeah, to do it, that's you know. like fifteen times longer odds than Joel Embiid, who has zero chance of. Who we both have he's, over yeah, Embiid. Yeah, he's not. Um, Embiid's not going to win. LeBron's not either, and LeBron's plus a thousand. What were you saying? Do, uh, I think Kawhi's in a very interesting situation. Even if we're just going away from the MVP for a second, with the Clippers, do you think that there is? Is there any scenario where he is not a Clipper next season, do you think? Or No. Like, there's the nightmare scenario. Like, nothing's ever 0%. Yeah. But it's not worth even talking about, like, how bad things would have to go, I think. So you think if they lost in the first round, hypothetically, he's probably still resigning? Um... I know that's I such, guess, a, that's such yeah. a weird, like, what if, and so many things could, like, so happen the way the way the West shakes out right now, one of the Jazz, Suns, Nuggets, Clippers, Lakers is going to lose in the first round. Yeah. Like, my money, because the Jazz are going to be playing a 7 or 8 seed, like, the plan. Mm-hmm. They're probably I, safe. I don't think it's going to be the Jazz. I think it'll probably be the Suns, mm-hmm. but the Nuggets and the Clippers are similarly likely, so... Like, it could happen. Like, they could catch the Nuggets and lose again. I don't yeah. think they will. And I think they would smack the Suns. I kind of think they would, too. But it'll, it, it's weird because, like you said, I in a way, so I think like, the Suns and the the Jazz would be most vulnerable. Like, those would be my two picks that come to my head. Mm-hmm. But I feel semi-safe about them getting the 8 and the 7. And I'm, like, not that yeah. concerned. I mean, the one of the plans could be the Suns. only game and a half but, behind the Suns. Yeah. But I think the Clippers' only chance of losing in the first round is if they get the 4-5. Mm-hmm. Because they'll have to play Denver or the Lakers. 
And that would be lame to get that in the first round, I think. Yeah. But I don't see that happening. Like, the Lakers aren't going to be healthy, so they're not going to leapfrog. So I think they're fine. Do you think uh, – my second part of this question is, do you think there's a scenario where something happens and do you think Kawhi would ever – ask for a major move, like a major shakeup, like including Paul George or something else. Being traded. As opposed to walking and signing yeah. somewhere else. I think Kawhi's happy in LA. I kinda think so too. I think this is where he where wanted he, to be. It like seems like location there. is just yeah. very important to him. Yeah. Like Uncle Dennis and all that. I like he wouldn't walk to the Lakers. Lakers couldn't take him on, I don't think. But yeah, I don't think He's not that old. What is he, 29, 30? Yeah, like 30-ish. Like, he's not in retirement phase, but he's content. And yeah. And as impossible as it is to get a read on him, but I don't think he's going to go anywhere. All right, I, I just wanted to throw that out there because I just think... It would rock the I, entire league. I think like, the Clippers are in like a... It feels weird because, like, the it, feeling is, I just kind of assume everything's going to be the same and they're in this great spot, but... Um, I was just kind of doing the numbers in my head when I was going through this list. And like you said, there's so many good teams in the West. I'm like, what happens if the Clippers lose? Because yeah. a lot of the other teams, I think, you know, like the Nuggets lose first round. It's I'm like whatever. You I'm know? so high but, on the Clippers. But I, I can see the Clippers as being like the one team that if they got bounced early, like you yeah. could see some panicking, you know. I think the Clippers are one of five legit title contenders. Oh, I like, think so too. I think they're head and shoulders above the Suns and the Jazz. I agree. And most other teams. Like the Bucks and the Nets are in the East, so it doesn't matter. Um, all right, uh, that was a lot of time, but we'll yeah. we'll go on to number five. Yes, I did. You go for first for six or did I? Uh, I think uh, I did. Okay, yeah, so so my five, I'm gonna guess, is different than your five. It's Luka Doncic. Uh, it is. Uh, it is different, or it is it, the same? it is different. Pretty okay. close, but I think you're going to be. I think Luke, surprised by number my number five. I think Luka and okay, I won't say about my next guy then. So. I mean, you obviously are more in-depth on Luka than I am. I'm super high on him. Mm-hmm. I just think the Mavericks are 29 and 22. He's putting up crazy numbers, by the way. His Vegas odds are plus 1,600. He's on 28.5 points, 8.2 rebounds, 8.7 assists. Yeah. 48, 37, 74. 4.3 turnovers is not a small amount, but yeah. like usage-wise and assist ratio-wise, even though it's a bad stat, he's fine. Mm-hmm. And he's been scorching. Like, since his horrific start where he started 2 for 23 or something terrible Yeah, I think it was 2 three. for 21. Yeah. Since then, he shot 40% from 3 on 8.4 attempts per game. Like, we've lessened the microscope because of that bad, like, start. It's just, like, we kind of thought that they were a little bubble fluky. Yeah. But he was not at all, and the Mavs are pretty similar to where they were last year. They haven't leapt based on a whole season sample size. Mm-hmm. But they're 21-7 and seven since February 3rd. And since the All-Star break, they're third in the NBA in net rating, third in defensive rating, 11th in offensive rating. And they're an offensive team. Yeah. So, like, that's going to continue to... To climb, hopefully. Yeah, uh, yeah I had Luca fourth on my list. Okay. Um, for a lot of the same reasons you said. Uh, obviously, you point out the numbers. I think we've officially hit the point in the MVP ranking where, like, every player left... I'm assuming we have the same five. Yeah. Has just like incomprehensible numbers, which made it very hard to like parse through some yeah. of these guys and, and find some separations. Um, yeah, Luke has been insane. Um, uh, he, I, I think his assist numbers are still like kind of artificially low too. Um, yeah, I know I was, they're lower than last season. I, I couldn't find. I couldn't find the number, but I, I saw it in a tweet, and this was just a couple days ago, so I'm sure it's still relevant. But um, he leads the league by a large margin in like unassisted three point three pointers that should have been assisted, basically, just like teammates missing wide open threes. Yeah, and then he's like second in the league behind Dame, I believe. And I actually might I might have flipped these, um, but he's either first in three point unassisted threes, and he's second in unassisted twos, or flipped. Yeah. And Dame was the one who was first in the other category. Um, so he's still got a ton of guys missing, you know, kind of a lot of open shots. And that, that's balanced out a little bit over time. But, you know, you can see, like, the Mavs are still 17th in three-point percentage. And just from an eye test standpoint, um, like, what Luka creates, like, I legitimately think the Mavs would probably be dead last 
if Luca wasn't on the team. I mean, yeah. I think he's kind of carrying them to that 17th. Um, his defense has been better. Uh, he's added a really dynamite mid-range game, which I think is um, almost equal to the three-point shooting thing, has been really huge for him to be able to kind of take that Dirk mid-post fade away and those pull-ups. Uh, he just had never done that before, and I yeah. think that'll be big for him in, come playoff time in particular. Um, but, yeah, uh, just you could kind of go on and on forever with some of these last five guys. Yeah, like they're all so spectacular. They have legit cases. The person I had fifth, who I'm guessing could be as high as two for you, mm-hmm. um, and I could see an argument for him as high as two, um, was I have James Harden fifth. Okay. Um, I do have Harden second. Okay. And I can totally see that. I am sort of dinging him for the Houston situation. The Houston situation. Um, not even in the sense that, like, passing judgment on, like, how he handled that, but more it, it's hard for me to reconcile someone, not that his numbers were even that bad, but kind of, like, throwing away the first month of the season mm-hmm. and then getting the MVP award. Um, it's just, like, a hard thing to, like, reconcile in my, in my brain. Um, but yeah, if you want to do, we were talking about Iverson missing mm-hmm. eleven games the most. Yeah. So Harden's played forty-two out of a potential fifty-two games, and eight were with Houston. So he's played thirty-four games for Brooklyn and counting. Yeah. Which he's currently out, so he'll miss a couple more. But he's played thirty-four, and Embiid's played thirty-three. Mm-hmm. So forty-two games is not a ton. It would be. Only above Embiid and LeBron on my top ten. Okay. Um, but, so I think it's a fair point. Yeah, so there's some of that. And then the other thing I like, this isn't even like dinging him, but the other thing I slightly held against him compared to these other guys was he was the only guy who really, on my list, that had, um, unless you get to like the very bottom with Booker and Irving, but speaking of Irving, like that had another guy. Um, obviously Durant was out. Um, and Irving has missed a lot of time too, but uh-huh. um, I do think Kyrie has been so good that it almost like took away from his case just ever so slightly for me, almost like a Durant Steph kind of effect. Um, but besides that, I could not rationalize him having having him any lower than five. Okay. Um, he's just been spectacular with the Nets, um, and also even with how good Irving has been. He has still clearly been the best player, which I think is saying a lot. Yeah. Um, he, he's kind of just, I mean, he's like just polished super Luka Doncic. I mean, he just, he has figured out, not that they even play exactly the same, but like he's just figured out the optimal offense to design around his skills and has just perfected it. Yeah. Um, and he's just a walking like efficiency machine and walking top five offense um and there's a reason he's the most um if there's one guy in the league besides who maybe could throw Giannis in there now who's just always in that top three top four MVP conversation it's Harden it's because the guy who's never missed the playoffs he's just figured out basketball yeah yeah um yeah so yeah so I guess I'll do my Harden case now I had him too Mm -hmm. I think the Kyrie point is a good point about how good he is, but I don't look at it as second star so much as like total roster. Mm-hmm. So in 34 games as a net, James Harden's played with Kevin Durant just 10 times. Which is crazy. And he's still 27-7 and seven in Brooklyn, which if you stretch it out, that's 42-10, and 10, which is mm-hmm. easily the best record in the NBA. And he's putting up, like, for reference, 25.5, 8.7 rebounds, 11 assists, on uh, 62% true shooting. Like you said, he's figured out exactly how to score the ball and optimize the points you get on every single possession. Yeah. And Kyrie's missed nine games since he's been there. So that's not a ton, but that's almost a third, like nine out of 34. Mm-hmm. So that's over a quarter. And he's a floor raiser like we've never seen before. You said he's top three or four in MVP every single year. He's never missed the playoffs. He's carrying a roster that's like kind of bare. Yeah. Like considering KD's hardly played and 
Kyrie is amazing, but he's second fiddle. Like, there's no depth after that. Their third best player has probably been Jeff Green. Yeah. Like, Jeff Green would be the worst third best player on any player on the list. And Steve Nash is a first-year coach, and they don't play defense, and they're still winning at the best rate in the entire NBA. So, I don't know. To me, that puts him second, but there's a lot of detractions, too, that I can't overlook. But I also don't think he's going anywhere. I think the Nets are going to finish with the one seed in the East. Yeah. And, like, his games play is only going to look more impressive, that he flipped a Brooklyn team that was 9-9. Nine and nine. When they acquired James Harden, that's crazy to think about. Like nine to nine isn't terrible, but we were kind of like <laughs> Katie and Kyrie. Like, are we sure? Because it was the first time they had been together, and it just worked out. And they did it by shattering their depth. Their depth is not now what it was when they got him, adding dudes like Blake and trading away Jared Allen and Lamarcus Aldridge has been tremendous, but too soon to tell. Yeah. Um, okay. So, well, the other thing I want to. Uh, mention on Harden really quick to kind of shout, you know, give him a little shout out. Like, I do think that this year, and obviously it's only been like 10 games with Durant and probably even less than that with all three at the same time, but I've been incredibly impressed with his ability to like step into and, and fit into another team with stars so fast. seamlessly. I, I and don't know. So, like, the only other person I can think of flipping a switch that quickly with another group of guys was like Steph when Durant came in. Yeah. Like it, it just seemed like there was no growing pains at all, which I think is very rare for when you get yeah, we can't guys that. together of such great talent. You know, Like when the big three he got together, they started like 10 and 13, something like that. Yeah, like I mean, for a good amount of it time. It took them like, like four or five games. months to yeah. really look comfortable together. Yeah. And like Harden's not quite as good as LeBron, but mm-hmm. there's nobody as good as Harden who's doing that. Like Harden's a top five player easily. I think he might be. Oh, we won't get into it. Is LeBron still the best player in the world? We won't get into it. Yeah, <laughs> that's another podcast. That's a whole other podcast. We gotta J- get Daryl. James on Harden's that one. a serious answer if you don't think LeBron is. So I had Luca five. You had Harden five. Uh, year four. Four. I have. Uh... Um, oh, well, I had I had Harden four. Oh, you had Harden four. Okay. I had Luca or no, 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 I'm sorry. I had Luca four and I had Harden five. Okay, so yeah. my four is Damian Lillard. Okay, I would guess that he's your three based on who the other two are. But I actually he have be, him. He could be two. I have him second. Okay, but uh, was I have my two through five even are all very. So close. I'm. I thought I was high on Dame. I'm super high on Dame. Like, yeah, Por- I think I am too. Portland doesn't make sense. Like, CJ McCollum has missed a ton of time. Yusuf Nurkic has played 25 games since 2019. The Blazers' defense is 29th. Their net rating is 0.5, the exact same number as Toronto, mm-hmm. who's 7th in lottery odds, and then directly adjacent to New Orleans, who is 6 games under 500, I believe. Yes, 23 and 29 like they're not even in the plane right now and that's who their net ratings are next to yeah like they're to your point yeah. like uh do you know what like srs is there's yeah. a yeah it's like a it's basically like rpi but for the nbi or nba uh but they're like uh i have it down here they're 17th yeah which obviously really stands out especially for that may sound not sound crazy since they're six in the west but when you consider how disproportionate the west is this year um yeah I would think it's definitely the lowest of any of the other players that included good. on here. Yeah. yeah. So, like, all of that and the Blazers are trending upward. Mm-hmm. Like, Dame is in the smack middle of his peak right now. What he's doing is, like, Hall of Fame point guard play every single night. Like, yeah. it's absolute, I mean, greatness. His clutch time numbers are obviously the best in the association because that's how you win mm-hmm. when your team numbers are like that. Like, Games are decided in the last couple minutes in clutch time. So he leads the league in clutch time scoring, shooting 56, 44, 100. Yeah. Like, yeah, like 100. I, yeah. We're, got, we're 51 games into the season, and Dame hasn't missed a single <laughs> clutch time free throw. throw. Yeah. They're, he, he, like, that's how you win those games. It's a, it's a 77 true shooting percentage and a, a 68 effective field goal percentage in the clutch, which so, is unreal. I mean, it's like... 
not even possible, it seems like. Like, those are almost 50% better, that true shooting, than, like, league average. Mm -hmm. Like, that would be... What's a true shooting record? Like, 60... Low to mid-60s? Yeah, I don't know. Like, that's unbelievable shit. I don't know... That's like hitting over 400 in baseball. Yeah. Like... He's winning games by himself every single night. Mm-hmm. He's a one-man show just willing the team to victory. And and they're finally getting healthy again. Now they have... Yeah, like trending upward. Uh, looking forward for some of these other teams, like... Um, I think the Nets had a, a pretty easier running strength schedule compared to the other teams. The, the Mavs have an easier strength schedule. So one thing is to watch Portland. They're getting healthy, but I think I had it... They have like the fourth toughest remaining strength schedule, I think. So it's going to be something to watch, but it also gives him that also probably means he has a lot more marquee games to yeah. kind of go off late in the, in the season. So if you can yeah, string he, together a really good run, he's going to get like a big stamp on it still. Yeah, he'll, he'll be in the spotlight a lot to end the season. So he definitely has an opportunity to kind of propel himself forward. And when I was talking about Jeff Green is the worst third player on this list. Like, injuries have made the Blazers kind of an exception, too. Mm-hmm. But, like, Norm Powell is barely better yeah. this season, at least. But Norm Powell has been incredible. And that was an amazing pickup. I was a little bit skeptical in the trade, but he's been great. And, yeah, he's been, he's, been, he's been crushing. And so otherwise, far, Nurkic. Nurkic is, like, head and shoulders above Jeff Green. Yeah. And if Norm Powell stays this way, so is he. But he's had so few games with those guys. Powell has played seven for Portland, and he's been awesome. And Nurkic has played all of 18, and he's only playing 22 minutes because he's hurt or recovering from being hurt. So his cast is not great. Like I said, CJ McCollum missed a ton. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, you're number three. I, I have to know who it is because yeah, of what we said. So it's the same I have as mine. Giannis. Yep, mine too. Uh, and I nearly had him second. I think I flipped Dame last second out of like a gut feeling kind of thing. Yeah. With, um, Giannis but, is trending upwards too. So if this is forward looking mm-hmm. as it has been, that's yeah. totally fine. Giannis has been terrific. It feels like quietly. I think people are just kind of burned out, and I do think that'll work against them with some of these voters. Yeah, um, he's a two time reigning, and nobody's three peated since Larry Bird in the middle of the eighties. God, that's that's crazy. But yeah, like we've had staff. Since we really don't yeah. like, you like know? We've, we've had Shaq and we've had Kobe, we had Jordan's entire peak, like we had LeBron. Larry Bird's the last one to do it, so that kind of tells you something about how you know <laughs> how the voters, how vote. we as, yeah. as animals like to spread the wealth a little bit. But he's putting up 29, 11 and a half boards, six assists, a block, a steal. Uh, he's been as terrific as he's always been on defense. Um, maybe, 56 and a half from the floor also. I mean, yeah. He, he, like, that's... I, I think part of the... DeAndre Jordan numbers. It, it seemed, uh, and I actually haven't gone, didn't go through the game long specifically, but just based off fields, it, it felt like he started out slightly slower, and I think part of that was just to, has to do with um, they're having him try a lot of new things this year, which I think is very good. He's, you know, been more active as a screener. He's been... Um, he's playing more like a big. Yeah, he's been. They've been kind of leaning into post ups. Like more. despite the career high in assists, like he's yeah. not playing point forward as much as power forward this year. And I, I think that will serve him well in the future. Just you know, I think that'll help him kind of adjust to with his playoff struggles a bit. Um, uh, he's been ridiculous though, and the Bucks are still doing great. Um, they're, uh, do you have their record written down right they're now? They're 32-20, and 20, which is three games behind Philly for second in the East. So they're third in the East. And Giannis has played in 45 of those 52 games. I'm very interested to see um, him in the playoffs this year because I, I do think that there's a, a, a large portion of people that have kind of almost like written him off for forever until they see it. And I do think some of the changes he's made to his game and some of the changes – the Bucks have made yeah, to their philosophy. Drew Holiday brings. Yeah, um, I, I think Tucker, that maybe. they could definitely, definitely make it out of the East. I mean, I, I'm going to be picking the Nets, um, but I think that this is going to be by far the most dangerous iteration of the yeah. Bucks that we've seen. Even though their record is, you know, shaping up to be worse than it was the past yeah. two seasons. Not only are they the other best team in the East, 
Like, this is the best they've been, like you've said, and they're the best matchup against the Nets, like, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, think about their big three compared to the Nets is Kyrie, Harden, KD, and then Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, Giannis. Yeah, they can actually like, match three up. similar positions, all matching up, all incredible on defense. Like, Giannis is one defensive player of the year. Drew Holiday has received votes for defensive player of the year. Chris Middleton's a 6'8", good defender. Mm-hmm. Brooke Lopez was third in defensive player of the year last season. Yeah. And they got P.J. Tucker now, too. And, like, they play big, and they can score. That's the series I'm probably most excited for. Like, definitely. Bes- besides, definitely like, a fully healthy Lakers net series, which, I mean, we got to hope we get. Could, yeah, like, we're almost fun. certainly going to get Milwaukee and Brooklyn. I am very excited to see, um, assuming they make it out of round one, like, it, Denver Lakers could be very, very fun. I, yeah. I'm, I'm well, starting LA to... LA and LA. We'll, we'll get to Denver in a yeah, second. The, but, the West is tougher because uh, we don't know who's going to see who. But I agree that that Bucks nets series could potentially be I think be it could be great, better than the finals. I'm going to be... Like, I hope it goes seven. I yeah. think the quality of basketball is going to be ridiculous. I'll be pulling very hard for that to be the matchup yeah. in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, okay. Uh, number one. on that. So yeah, Gian, Giannis was three for both of us. Harden was my two. Dame was your two. Yeah. So that leaves us with the same one. Vegas's favorite. Who I thought Vegas did not have as a heavy enough favorite at this point. <laughs> He's minus 160. Embiid's the only one better than plus 1,000. I've It's Nikola Jokic, by the way. Nikola Jokic. Yes. No surprise. Uh, he has been insanely good. Uh, 26 points a game, 11 boards, 9 assists. He's shooting 57, 43, 86 from the field. He's averaging career highs in points per game, rebounds per game, assists per game, three-point percentage, free throw percentage, effective field goal percentage, true shooting percentage, and steals per game. Um, he's 11th in the league in deflections per game. 12th in steals per game. 12th in steals, third in genera- points generated by assists. Um, doing all this, while well, I think despite not getting – a ton of respect from officials um, as far as like he does. His free throws is comically low. Yeah. He's I've... shooting less free throws than, let's count how many players in the top. Less than Harden, less than Giannis, less than Lillard, less than Luka, less than LeBron, who's way down there. Mm-hmm. Like almost half of what Embiid's free throws are. Yeah, he's 29th in the league in free throw attempts per game and at 4.7. He's putting up. How many shots? 18.3 shots a night, mm-hmm. playing 35 and a half minutes. He's seven foot tall, so he's always near the rim. So, uh, yeah. the, he's going to become uh, the third player to average 25, 10, and 8 in a season, most likely. Um, the other two are Russ and Oscar. Neither of them have ever done it, shooting 55% from the field, and he's shooting 57% from the field. Yeah. They also had point guard. lower three-point percentages. They also had lower free-throw percentages. Um, he probably more turnovers. His 3.2 turnovers is ridiculous. Yeah. For, for someone that is running an entire <laughs> offense through him, it's, it's crazy. Like 3.2 turnovers is better than everybody else basically on here. Um, I think just visibly like watching him this year he seems to move he just seems quicker yeah seems lighter his feet i think that's been very evident we brought up the defense thing um yeah, he's playing a career high in minutes by three yeah he's jumping a ton of passing lanes his, his hands look very quick um i think he's grown in terms of a shot creator for himself i think he's gotten better at kind of honing his very difficult like little awkward fadeaway and that kind of stuff where He's more of a hub where they can give him the ball at the end of a shot clock and say scores a basket, mm-hmm. which is I think incredibly important. Yeah, and to, he's ridiculously clutch to be like the so best tired. player on a championship. Yeah, he's like Dame. I think him and Dame are like head and shoulders above everybody else in terms of their clutch ability and what they've shown. Um, so my question to you is like, a do you think anyone can catch him? And B, I think this is kind of connected to um, the first question, but do you think that the Nuggets are going to fall down to earth? Or do you think, obviously, they're the kind of the hottest team in the NBA right now. They've won eight straight since the Aaron Gordon uh, trade. Yeah. Um, is, do, will they regress back to the mean, or do you think that this is just kind of a new juggernaut of a team? I think 
Tense of the last one easily. Yes, they're a juggernaut. Mm-hmm. I said a second ago there's five title contenders. Yeah. It's the Lakers, Clippers, the two teams in the East, the Bucks and the Nets, and the Nuggets. And you can have those probably the Nets first, but that basically would, in that any would order. Be, that would be my five, too. Like, the Suns and the Jazz the next closest. Maybe Philly and those teams are nowhere near it. Miami, yeah. but not quite. Like, the Nuggets firmly are in that tier, and they might not be fifth in that tier. Like, they could totally win the title. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to fall back to earth. I think Aaron Gordon was perfect, and we talked about that on the trade pod. Like, he's replacing the hole that Jeremy Grant and Mason Plumley left, and he's better than both those guys, and he's one guy. Yeah. So he can play, like, all he, the time. He can play longer. Yeah. He's more versatile, too. You can kind of fit him into to more yeah, lineups. Yeah, he can play so five even, or even four. Grant, I would say. Yeah. And... What was oh nobody can catch him? That was the other part of your question. Yeah, I don't I, think I'm starting to think I that don't way too. Think that he's a lock to win the award, mm-hmm. but he's not going to play worse. The problem I think is that he's not the sexiest pick. Yeah. So if any of the four dudes we said before him all have higher star power, like they're going to win it if they go crazy they'll have more of the narrative yeah. yeah behind them like if it's like 55 45 Jokic, he could lose because of the star power and the narrative yeah and i don't know like the size of the city that these other guys are playing in for some of them yeah it's, it, it's funny when when we talked about doing this podcast i remember it was about a week ago and uh i felt even just in the course of a week like i felt like it was a lot closer than than it is. Yeah. This Aaron Gordon trade has it. His team success it is like perfect. Other like I think it's kind of a cop out in mm-hmm. MVP. Like that was the Nuggets thing was I think they were fifth. They're fourth now. Yeah. And that's what it'll come down to a lot of times is like when Harden lost to Giannis with I think better numbers. Like the Bucks had won nine more games. Yeah. And that's like basically what it came down to, even though the Rockets were in the West and a worse supporting cast. Like that's what you look at as oh, like they hit the like sixty win mark or whatever mark that's gonna be in a shortened season. The Nuggets do not have that to hold against Jokic, and there's nothing else to hold against Jokic. He's a better defender than everybody else, probably in the top five, besides Giannis, which is kinda crazy. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't hold that against him either. <laughs> Um, PER is an old head stat. I think it sucks, mm-hmm. but he's the all-time leader in PER this season by like over a full point. <laughs> like, I think the old head voters like somebody's gonna care about that. Yeah, somebody's gonna stand on the table and be like, "That's it." John Hollinger, <laughs> like, <said>. yeah, he's, <laughs> he's locked it up with that number alone. So, I don't think anybody can catch him, but he could lose the award, I guess. Moving past the MVP and kind of taking just a step back, um, do you think that Jokic has kind of officially established himself now into that more upper tier of superstars in the league? In my mind, he definitely has. Um, I don't think that we're going to talk about him that way until he has another great playoff run. Yeah. Which he's... Maybe he's been consistently awesome in the playoffs, which, which I think some people have kind of whatever you want to call the increase between regular season and playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like he gets, he as has it better yeah. as anyone ever. Yeah, it's ridiculous playoff Jokic. Um, so now that he's an even better player, like that's going to continue to happen. So I think that's really going to put him on the map. Last year's bubble run was not a fluke. Like for me, um. And I don't think I'm trying not to be like a prisoner of the moment with this season, you know. But I, I've, I think I've always been kind of um, higher on Jokic than like the average person for I'm, a few I'm years. I'm higher on Jokic than you, so um, I can see it. I think uh, I would have him. I think I would rather have him than Giannis, um, both going forward and both in. Like, like for a one, a one season yeah. thing, I think I'd rather have him than Dame. Um, I think even in a playoff setting, I would can I would like I think I would I'm ready to throw him into like the Steph Harden yeah tier. Um, 
where I guess it'd be like Steph Harden. The, like everybody but LeBron. Kawhi, yeah. Like the people, the everybody but LeBron. Yeah. Um, I, I think I would rather have him than Anthony Davis. I think like, that's probably you know. it. Steph Harden and Kawhi. Steph like, Harden and Kawhi. I think obviously Jokic will make it four. Mm-hmm. And then we'll see what happens in the playoffs this year. I agree with that. Yeah, I you know, and then I'd say like I don't know that he's definitely next. Than I would say it's probably like Dame. Um, yeah, but uh, you know, like, and I, I think Luca has a chance to get there, but he's going to need more. He's than, only he's only had one play. He's only had one playoff so series. Yeah, yeah, we've seen it with Jokic a few times yeah. now. So like Jokic has only been to the playoffs twice. But he played fourteen and nineteen games in those runs. Yeah, like so we have to a play thirty three games size. in your first two playoff runs is extremely impressive. Of best players on their team, I don't know if anybody's ever done that. Yeah, like when you think like even all time greats like LeBron and Jordan, they're taking their fair share of early exits. Like mm-hmm. Thirty three games is a ton. Yeah, but yeah, we don't need to unpack the Giannis thing because that's a long. I mean, it's a great discussion, but that's a whole thing. Yeah. But yeah, like I think the question of if LeBron isn't the best player, who is, is a really, really good one. And Jokic's name is have to mention it. Do you, you think there's any pressure, any extra additional pressure on the Nuggets going into the playoffs this year? Not this year. Just based on I like, think the, expectations and I think I, I kind of don't think so either. I, I, so. I, I get the sense that they're playing with house money kind of yeah, with this definitely. season. Definitely. Anything could happen. They've got now lot, next season I they've think they've got built in excuses, but they're gonna be favorites next year. I think next season will be high pressure. Yeah. And yeah. that that will be the season where if you if you don't And they're not gonna make a move to add a star, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Like their move was Aaron Gordon and they're riding with the core four of Murray, MPJ, Gordon, Jokic. But the the great thing about that is those four fit together so great and yeah. are all young enough um and can grow enough to where i could see that being their core for i mean another seven eight years which is yeah very rare to Yo- see that and Jokic turned 26 50 days ago and he is the oldest like gordon's 25 murray's 23 and mpj's 20 or 21 e- 21 yeah. So, yeah or no no wait he might be 22 now like in, um, but yeah, right around that in age. five or six years, they'll all be in their primes. Yeah. I, like they're so young and so close together that they'll all be in their primes at the same time. But like that's five or six years away. To, to me, crazy. I would say almost by far, if, if I were to place bets on like what teams look the most similar to what they look like now, like in five seasons, yeah, I would have the Nuggets won by, I think... Like a large margin. Yeah, I don't know who second would be. Um, but they, l- like the other team, I think about that would be like very. I mean, I guess the Bucks could maybe be up there, um, and I could see the Nets being content. But with like that many high level stars, yeah. I, those things just usually aren't built to last. Like you that know? far in the future, I more expect three yeah. great years from them, and then one of those guys moving on and doing their yeah. own thing. Like, if you had to pick a team to win a title, like four plus years in the future. So the 25 title or later, mm-hmm. like the Nuggets are favorites by miles. Like they're probably minus 500 or minus 1,000, whatever you want to call it. Nobody else is even even. Yeah. Like they're going to be good for a long time and I'll knock on wood, but like I agree. There's no pressure this year. Yeah. Well, uh, let's wrap it. Yeah, let's wrap it. Uh, so kind of just recap my list. I had Jokic first, Lillard second, Giannis third, Luka fourth. Harden fifth, Kawhi sixth, LeBron seventh, Embiid eighth, Kyrie ninth, and Devin Booker tenth. All right, I had Jokic one, Harden two, Giannis three, Dame four, Luka five, Kawhi six, Embiid seven, LeBron eight, whichever best jazz player you think, nine. I'm sorry, yeah. And then Jimmy Butler and... Devin Booker, Steph, Julius Randle, Zion, Levine, Beal. Uh, I was actually kind of surprised by... I, I thought our list lined up closer to to what I expected. Yeah, it's pretty wide um, open. And I mean, even with you like having Harden second and me having a fifth, like, that didn't even mean as much to me as the other guys because yeah. like, my gap between two and five is, yeah. is pretty minuscule. Same. I agree um, with two and five. And then Kawhi is in a weird spot by himself at six. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, Anarchy. Uh, but yeah, I think that's, that's, that's it. We're probably going to wrap it up here. Uh, so 
hopefully uh, the the MVP race, you know, kind of gets more interesting. I'm, as much as I love watching Jokic dominate, I hope it, you know, is kind of a yeah. a closer finish and not Jokic just pulling away, um, which I could absolutely see happening. I want Jokic to win it, but I agree. I, want I do to too. Close. I think that would be very. Very cool he for him. Des- he deserves it. It would obviously be and, and for that city to, to legitimize MVP. Denver as a basketball city. Yeah, I think the Broncos, would be a fun the Broncos thing. dwarf them, and it's unfair given the sustained success. Denver's been good for twenty years. Yeah, like they've been good since they got Carmelo. Uh, I'm excited for the end of the season. Uh, we're gonna keep working to get you guys some content and, yep. and kind of kind of uh dish out some some more articles stay, and podcasts yep stay on ballthings.com stay on our twitters yeah we'll keep you updated yeah uh all right uh i am signing out uh so long